This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey friends, it's Amber here with a quick reminder to support our Patreon. We have so many new friends who have been joining our Patreon. Three quick shout outs, Morley, Brick, and Tierra. Welcome to the shit show, the house party that is the Sci-Fi Side podcast. Want to remind you to sign up for the Patreon as soon as you can because we will be doing a book raffle on June 30th. We have two copies of the award-winning collection of short stories, New Sons, and we want to share one of those copies with one of our patrons. So we're going to do that book raffle on June 30th. So get those in and we will write you a personal message and send that to your home also by the way we got some new theme song music coming at you for this next episode so i think y'all are going to enjoy it shout out to anthony rideout and kelsey georgeson for making our new theme song music now let's get started with the show Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network about black science fiction, fantasy, and staying on the same page in our marriage. Today is episode 39, y'all, and we're going to be discussing the, I can't even get through this, the 2016 comedy horror film, Meet the Blacks, directed by Dion Taylor. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, maybe I should say, I, I, we did y'all a favor by watching this movie. Maybe I should say that instead. But yes, there will be spoilers for this movie. I, I just feel like we need a drink to get through this because it's, it's about to be a good old black ass time with this movie content. How you doing today, Ben? Well, you have me purging my entire life talking about what this movie is actually about. Ben, have you ever seen The Purge? I've never seen The Purge. I have no desire. I know the premise of it. But essentially, this whole movie is a purge. And you are having me purge books. Yes, you I You are am. having me purge clothes. And right over here, if you can hear this, <laughs> that's the sound of arcade coins for a great art Chicago arcade bar called Emporium. And that's actually real money because it's mm. a dollar to coin ratio. It's a different kind of currency that only works in the world of Emporium. But you tried to have me purge those and I wasn't having it. Actually, today, I'm going to go and spend them just to spite you. I'm going to go all the way to fucking Logan Square to spend this to show that, hey, listen, some things should not be purged like arcade coins and black people. Black people should not be purged. Period. So let me let me rewind. If you don't know what Meet the Blacks is or have no intention of watching the video, because several people do listen to the show without, you know, engaging with the content, which is totally fine. Please keep listening. Um, but it is a movie about a purge of sorts. So Ben is trying to make a sexy little segue, but he failed to mention that he is a hoarder. Okay. So I'm currently in a relationship. If they listened to me last week and they heard the frustration in my voice. And now here we are a week later, we've been decluttering a couple of days and Ben is every other second. He's like, don't throw that away. I can use it for school. Well, don't throw that away. I can, what did you say the other day? Oh, there's a, Ben has a CD y'all of his teeth, like a, a DVD of his teeth. And he was like, Oh, I need to take this to the doctor one day. We've been together six years. I ain't never heard about this. So it's just really funny that you want to defend yourself with these arcade coins. But it you've done like that with an, everything I've tried to throw out being. It was like an $180 
like certain kind of CAT scan I got back in November. Your and teeth I, have shifted since November. And I I'm keep sure. on forgetting to reschedule. Actually, I think it was it was it was like this November. Year. It was ju- I think it was actually February, January, February. So not as crazy as it sounds. I do need to go back, but it cost me a lot of money, and um, because I had an unfinished root canal. Anyway, but it was buried under a pile of stuff, Ben. So how much do you really care about it? Not at I all. I do care about all. my teeth. I do. I no, do. You don't. We're getting so far from the content of today, which is. The Purge, but Black Edition. Before we get it started in this movie today, Ben, um, let's let's pour up a little something. Let's cheers because this is going to be a good time because this movie is off the chain. Great. And then secondly, we do want to read, I just found two, Ben, two Apple podcast ratings that just sounded really fun to me. So here's one from Michaela. It says, Georgia gang gang. That's, that's where we're from. That's where we're from. Anyway, Amber and Ben are hilarious. I found y'all on TikTok. This podcast has taken up all my free time. I can't wait to hear more shout out please um hit me up and tell me what part of georgia you're from athens georgia in the building hello ben's from um long island new york not right georgia we in the building anyway well if you're from upstate new york hit us up so ben can have some some representatives with with his folks long, whatever and then secondly this one's from sarge 860 love these two stumbled upon this couple via tiktok and binge watched them all while laughing hysterically and sending every other one to all of my friends couldn't be happier with the podcast and getting more of this yin yang duo yin yang duo yin yang <laughs> So, so black. Yin and Yang duo. Brand goals for real. I want to be in their crew. I typically start a podcast but lose interest, but this one keeps me hooked because their perspectives and insights each week are so great. Yay. Thank you so much. Are they listening to our podcast? I, they said we got a, a, a Yin Yang duo, honey. I prefer Yin Yang, like Yin Yang twins. How Atlanta is that? Anyway, Ben, why don't you share a little bit about what this movie was about? And then I'm going to, well, before you say that, uh, Ben, so I chose this movie. This is why Ben chooses all of our content, right? I'm the one that chose this movie because Meet the Blacks 2 was coming out June 11th. Um, so I was like, let's just do something fun. Let's just do something crazy. But I was like five minutes into the movie. I was immediately reminded why Ben chooses all of our content. Now, Ben. Tell us what the movie is about. Basically, the movie is about this black family who like moves to this Beverly Hills white suburb, except it is in the world of the purge. And so they move the day of the purge, which is basically for those who have not seen the purge and lives underneath a fucking rock. The purge. We haven't seen it, have we? Yeah, but everyone knows the, like the context of the purge. Oh. And we're going to get into why we, being from, like, living in Hyde Park for five years, why we particularly know about The Purge. But basically, The Purge is this idea uh, that came out through Blumhouse, a Blumhouse movie, where 12 hours or 24 hours, maybe, I forgot, I haven't seen the movie, where you can commit any crime, and it's not a crime. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So you can murder people, you can rape people, you can steal Lots of blood, guts. And so this movie is sort of a play off of that. But it's funny. And the whole premise of it is really the purge as George um, Lopez playing uh, President El Bama. Mm-hmm. El basically is saying that the purge is really hint hint for white people to kill black people. That's right. the main purpose of the purge. He's like, we're tired of people... Uh- taking up lines and air jordan's lines or something yeah. it was so it was just many hints of like people using up welfare 
to buy like, a new okay. Xbox. Yeah, it if was. You hate black people, just say that. Damn. Yeah, that's definitely. And I think the the Purge series of movies touches on that. There's a new Purge coming out called the Forever Purge, which is surprise. The Purge has now been extended past one day. Dun dun dun. Anyway, this movie is just about <laughs> this black family trying to survive amidst all these white people trying to kill them and the one uh after they've escaped chicago and then the one main character carl he's sort of being haunted or being you know followed by all these people that he screwed over in his past which is uh yeah that's the whole fucking movie not a lot going on in this one (laughs) well so let me say this i so i'm guessing that the original purge is for population control is that why that this purge is like necessary and has to happen? Again, maybe we should have watched the the purge to uh. to know. I think so. If I remember correctly, because I did listen to a pretty extensive uh, Blumhouse um, uh, interview where he was basically saying one, uh, the purge was supposed to be a commentary on uh, a psychological commentary on like. Americans being totally okay with like gun violence, you know, and if we spend one day like committing as many crimes as we want, then crime will go down. So the purpose of it wasn't population control. The purpose was to stop crime. Like if you let people just act on their impulses for one day, maybe it'll. Okay. Yeah, that's the premise. And then it was also the the original purge was supposed to be satire. Oh, really? Yeah, it's supposed to be like the, the first purge movie is supposed to be funny. Oh, um, I, and I think, but from what I understand is as they were making it, they're like, oh, wait, this is that we might actually have some more depth here. But um, I, I want to go back to like Hyde Park, because in Halloween and Hyde Park, all the <laughs> kids, all the high schoolers actually put on purge masks and go around and like break windows and like do crazy shit. Do you yeah. Remember that? Or they'll be like stepping on all the cars, like getting on top of one car. And then if you know, if you have like a row of parallel parked cars, they'll just like stomp through all of them. Yeah. There was definitely one year where all the kids in Hyde park from like the different surrounding neighborhoods and stuff, just like ran. It was like a full ramp, like a stampede down like 53rd street. Yeah. And they called it the purge. Like the way they organized <laughs> it on Twitter and Facebook was, the purge night in Hyde Park, and Mm-mm-mm. one of the one of them put a dynamite inside a uh, a, a stick of dynamite inside a uh, a garbage can, like one of those big dumpsters, yeah. and it went off because I was hosting a science fiction movie night on Halloween night, mm-hmm. and it literally scared the shit out of uh, me and and the couple of friends I had over. Yeah, I think at the time I was teaching at the yoga studio in Hyde Park. And so when I left, I was like, why are there so many cops out here? Why is, like, I'm seeing students out here. Like, let me get my ass home. And even that purge was more impressive than the movie that we saw. What was organized by the children and the students of Hyde Park was more organized than this movie that had a $900,000 budget. I I also think, I want to believe Uh, so back to what I was saying earlier about like, oh, is this for population control? So when we first started this movie, I thought they were going to try to do something akin to Snowpiercer. Spoiler alert for Snowpiercer. So you remember Snowpiercer, there's sort of this like 
revolt from the like lower class citizens of this train. And when we, when they finally reach the front of the train, which is like the upper class, like the wealthy or whatever, they're like, why are you doing this? Whatever. And the people in the in first class are explaining like, we wanted this to happen. Like we have, to, we're on a train, we have to control the population. So we plan for this and expect this and y'all successfully made it up here or whatever. So it was all just like, planned based on people's like capacity to suffer and things like oh, that yeah. I, so i thought this was going to be similar to something like that like we want people to do this for population control the front of the train is working with the back of the train you want to get into some of the characters here because uh <laughs> there were hella characters and uh tons of cameos that uh, i said i looked up before the budget for this movie was nine hundred thousand dollars what percent of that do you think went to celebrity cameos Eight hundred ninety nine thousand, eight hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. And there was not a written cents. script. And I've been a part of a show like that. There's no script. There's like you go out there, you improvise, and that's going to be the show. And that was very this. I, I don't even know where to. Okay, so the the whole purge night starts like forty five minutes into the movie. So the first forty five minutes of the movie is Mike Epps playing Carl constantly like complaining about how he's moved from Chicago and we're in a safer neighborhood and wow, like the purge won't come to this safer neighborhood. And they meet some of their white neighbors and they have a really bizarre interaction. The white neighbors obviously say some racist shit. Like it's sort of ironic that your name is black and you're black. Like it, just stupid, stupid jokes we've like, heard and who over is your and wife? over. Latina? Just every low-hanging fruit joke you can think of was was in this movie. And and there's so sort of a running gag is that Carl, the the patriarch of this family, and he's really not a patriarch at all. At all, he's like super cowardly. I think he would like seriously toss his son out to the wolves if it like got him some more weed or money like he's a total shit dad yeah tell him how the, he got to beverly hills yeah he got to beverly hills because he stole from a drug dealer played by charl charlie murphy who <laughs> i kind of love you almost calling him charles murphy RIP. we love charlie murphy yeah charlie murphy uh and he steals all this money uh from key flow key flow i just yeah key flow and he is able to buy this house and uh yeah so they're like living it up and he's constantly telling how much his kids should be appreciative of him so you know serious uh what's that term self-esteem issues i don't really have that issue so i i forget the term oh really often. well it's funny that he's keep he's consistently reminding his kids that he like work hard to make to fight for a better life for them when he literally just stole all that money from a drug dealer who got arrested. Like that's a kind of a nice spin on the the trope of the dad being like, if you work hard in America, you can get everything you want. It's like, that's, Dad, you literally awesome. stole from a drug dealer. Like that's kind of funny. The movie didn't know that that was what was funny, but oh, also if you're an audience member, Carl is going to say his name no less than fifty six times. There was a point where I was like, what's his wife's name been? Yeah. And we're like, I don't know because in every scene he's like, well, as your father, Carl Black. It's like we get it, <laughs> we get that that's your name. And then his son's name is not Carl Jr. It's Carl's Jr. <laughs> I tell a funny story about that one time I was subbing uh, an advisory at my high school I was a high school teacher in my my former life and 
I got this roster of, you know, high school boys and, and one of their names on the roster was Eric. And one of the boys' names was Eric's like Eric with an S on it. And I remember getting to that in the roster. I was like, Eric, this. And then I was like, Eric second. And that, that kid didn't answer. I was like, he's like, my name is Eric's Miss Thomas. And I was like, I saw that. I, I just genuinely thought that was a typo. <laughs> and the whole, I, I didn't mean to be an asshole about it, but the whole class was like silent. And I was like, just the rest of the day, I was like, why would your mom put an S on the end of your name? You asked the kid that? No, in my head, oh, the, the remainder of the day. Head. I was like, huh, that's so interesting. Or is it they're trying to be some sort of possessive? I don't know. I, there was some joke there, but we didn't get it. It was Carl's Jr. And I was just immediately brought back to that time where I, you know, corrected this kid's name that didn't need to be corrected. Sorry, Eric's. If you're out there and you hear this eventually, I'm sorry. That's your name. Respect. So Carl's, Jun- Carl's Jr. is a wannabe vampire. And then we have the daughter, Allie who is just your regular teenage. Except for she's 28 fucking years she's old. She's 28 other than that. fucking years old, the actress who plays her. And uh, and she has this boyfriend, Freeze, who, fo- who like followed her. And there's a really great line. Like, what's that line? Um, Freeze is a comedian as well. He's played by King Bach, yeah. like the old Vine who, star. Yeah, or uh, and he was also in Black Jesus. Let, right, me, right. let me look up these notes. There's a great line where Freeze is like, you know, uh, because they, they left Chicago. So Allie like discovers freeze underneath her bed, which is creepy as fuck. And, and she's like, you know, how did you get here? You don't even have a car. And he's like, I I love you. Love doesn't need a car. I got a Greyhound. (laughs) Just like lots of really, by the way, uh, just a little warning, uh, trigger warning to this, this show has so much misogyny in it. So much. Because, like, a lot of the interactions, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see this happening. For example, there's this cousin that that Carl Carl has. Uh, what's the cousin's name? Cronut, played Cronut. by Lil Duval. But Cronut, and Cronut's whole bit is, like, literally exposing himself to Lorena, his cousin's wife. Yeah, and just and constantly it's hitting for, on her. Yeah, it's, well, for the first little bit, eventually that gets cut out. Because it, it just didn't land now. Like not post, at all. Or like during this came out during the Me Too movement. And she, Lorena like confronts Carl at some point being like, I am not comfortable with your cousin Cronut, masturbating to me. Like, you know, licking. It's just nastiness. Yeah. And, or like, and he'll be like, ride my mustache, baby. And you're just like, this is, this joke isn't funny. Or, or it had me saying like, I cannot fucking wait to see Cronut get purged. <laughs> when, get like, he has crowed. to be the first one to die. Like I, I was like, I hope you're building this up to something because this is so annoying. And Mike Epps, who is Carl Black, is just constantly like, baby, I'll talk to him. Relax. Like just fully gaslighting her. Like, he just got a, out of jail. You know, he, he hasn't been with a woman and ever. I'm like, th- yeah, he's been he's been looking at dicks for the last two years. Like, just let him let him sexually harass you. Oh, it's, and it's just it's like it just doesn't land. Not even a little bit. But regardless, uh, the movie sort of picks up like after we get the, you know, all these That's characters, it, it okay, picks up. Once we discover that Freeze hates Carl Black, his girlfriend's father, and tries to fucking kill him. Yeah. And that scene was pretty funny. 
And Allie's like, no, like you're, that's my family. He's like, but I love you. And he's like trying to shoot her family. <laughs> so they have this standoff. It's pretty funny. Uh, and that, and that happens. Allie pushes her boyfriend off the stairs. He falls and like cracks his whole body. And then from then on, we sort of just have almost, I would say almost sketches of like different interactions. Yes of Carl Black's life. So let's it was a go- variety show. Yeah, it, it felt a like a variety show. show. Yeah, so let's go with with some of the the those sketches. And I want before we get into the sketches, I do want everybody to remember that at the very beginning of the movie, Carl's wife Lorena is getting her nails done by a nail tech named Ming. Obviously, this movie is very stereotypical, very problematic. So Ming is played by an Asian woman. She's doing uh, Lorena's nails poolside. She's asking for a hundred dollars because she made a personal house call to the nails. And Carl stiffs her. He's like, "Well, in this country, we have a thing called credit." Bye, and like grabs her by the arm and Awful. kicks her out of the Trash. house. Like, uh, you know. Uh, and I was just like, "Okay, this is a great setup for Ming to come back and purge." Love it. Now you go. Remember that. Re- just remember that, audience. Well, yeah, so some of the sketches were cool. One thing I did like, though, is some of these characters who show up, I didn't know any of them, and Amber's like, oh, I know them because they're all black. I think they're all black men characters. Yeah, uh, like Michael oh, no. Blackson. Actually, no, they're, yeah, but you knew all of them. I was like, who's that? You're like, oh, that's T.I.'s wife, Minnie, or... Uh, Tiny. Is <laughs> <laughs> Tiny? You know, I don't actually mind you fucking up her name because... They're they're kind of in some trouble right now. They're oh, like it's tiny, tiny and, and Tiara in some trouble. It's not many. It's just funny that you thought Tamika's name was many. That's hilarious. Title. Her scene was really funny. So basically, it's just random. Uh, yeah, but there's a whole scene where it, you know, the whole uh, there's all these stupid bits. So one of the bits is that Lorena, Carl Black's wife, is discovering that he has lied constantly to her. Throughout their entire relationship. And one of the things one of the things he never told her about was he had this stalker who's been constantly trying to find him. And this stalker Sharonda, this stalker, aka Minnie, aka Tiny, TI's <laughs> wife, like shows up with a butcher knife and tries to kill Lorena. And uh <laughs> and one of her whole thing is like, hey, yeah, hey. Like <laughs> the very like Baps ghetto fabulous baby's kids like they're trying to play into that trope but it just which I love I actually love the ghetto fabulous prototype in movies I genuinely do is but the character has to also have some depth they can't just be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that is not it's not Family Guy anymore like have a little bit of backstory with that character and then we're like oh that's why we see how she is how she is it can't just be like. Oh, there, you see this black lady over here? She's a ratchet baby mama, blah, 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 blah. Um, because Lorena fell into, Lorena Carl's wife fell into every stereotype of like, now that Carl has money, he's with like a light-skinned, you know, mixed race woman. She's half Mexican, half black. Ooh, and she's hot. At one point in the movie, she literally takes off her shirt for no fucking reason. And, and they the son, asked. <laughs> the son is like, why'd you take off your shirt? She did she's not like, answer. She did not answer. All right, so so that was a bit I thought was funny and like enter- entertaining. Um, and then another one is Mike Tyson shows up, and Mike Tyson 
Can I just say one more thing about King Bach since we're sort of breaking these down oh, in yeah, sketches? Yeah. So King Bach, uh, who plays the daughter's boyfriend, does have a standoff with Carl at some point. But, you know, again, this movie is so random that one point in the middle of nowhere, King Bach breaks the fourth wall and looks at the audience and was like, it's time for everybody to die. Bye, y'all. And I was like... There was clearly no act like Deion Taylor. Come on, like just keep it consistent. Every actor was clearly given free reign to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And King Bot was like, I'm going to break the fourth wall. And nobody else made that decision. So it was just random. So we've got Tiny. She, uh, Sharonda's character was covered. We've got King Bot's character was covered. Now let's talk about Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson plays this clown, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, bouncy jump owner who got stiffed by Carl at uh, at Carl Carl's Jr.'s birthday party. And Mike Tyson has now returned to enact re- revenge because he got fired from his clown job because he never got paid. Yes. You know what? I will say Mike did a good job. I, you remember, like, it, it, was, it was very comical, and I was like, I'm proud of Mike Tyson. I laughed at that scene. That was fun. Yeah, and and you could tell Mike Epps was literally just riffing. He was like, "You still got you got pieces of ear in your teeth," yeah. which you know Mike Tyson is infamously known for like biting off. Who was it? Evander Holyfield's ear. I don't. So I don't the, even the know. so but the joke was about Mike Tyson. It wasn't about the clown character. So it was just like, sure. <laughs> I mean, his lines were like compassionate. You could tell he was really angry that he got stiffed. Like you, you shouldn't. I mean, there's this whole thing of. Carl Black not paying people for their services. Like, he's a fucking liar. He's a thief. And Lorena playing, like, the dim-witted, like, spicy Latina wife who's like, Carl, you're still lying to me. Yeah. it's Who it's, was that girl? Anyway, but I, I wanted to bring up Mike Tyson's scene because the way Mike Tyson dies is, like, he gets drilled in the back of the head with a drill, and there's, like, this splatter of fake blood that goes onto the camera. Like, on the camera lens, but not onto anybody in the actual not scene. Not no one in the scene. It's so, a- two people broke the fourth wall. King Bach and the blood of Mike Tyson. And so, he just sits there bleeding on the floor, and he dies. So, But it's funny, because there was a scene where they killed Charlie Murphy's character, and that blood didn't get on the screen. So, there was no consistency. It was like Deion Taylor said, hey, do you want your blood to go on screen, on the people, on the camera? And and each person got to choose where their blood splattered. I feel like they just were in the bottom of an improv basement, and then they just (laughs) filmed it. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to stick all these scenes in a big mansion that we're going to rent. For at Beverly for Hills for the weekend for the weekend not a month the okay, weekend. Let's talk about Charles Charles Murphy's uh, scene. Charlie Murphy. Charlie that's Charles. So, that's like Chuck, saying Charles. You want to go to Charles E. Cheese? <laughs> I love Charles E. Cheese. They have the best pizza ever. <laughs> Charlie Murphy's scene. There was so many funny scenes on that because literally Carl is who stole all this money from this this gangster who's now come back to Chicago to haunt him. Saying, from, come back from where? Chicago? Sh- Chicago to <laughs> haunt him. And, he, and yeah, he's somehow like, everyone knows Carl's in Beverly Hills. His hair is so bad. It's so bad. And Keith Lowe's? Yeah, AKA Keith Lowe's hair is so I bad. I liked his he, little lace front wig. He looks like... Uh, that he's combing as he's doing his like, monologue. What is that? That vampire in Brooklyn? He looks like his brother in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, and so at one point he's like, 
you know, you have no real friend. Uh, Car- uh, Carl's like, you have no real friends. No friend would let you walk out of the house with that jacket on. And they're just like roasting each other yeah. back and forth. It's a roast. Yeah, it, it's. If it, I feel like all these comedians from um, Def Jam comedy like yeah. sort of came together and like, all right, let's just make a movie. That's literally what it felt like. I've never been so assured that I can make a movie in my fucking life. Like if you need just a little bit of confidence about the work that you're creating, please watch this movie because then you're, you're going to be reassured. Uh, just to run down the list of cameos really quickly, I, I wrote everyone out. This is just a couple, Ben. Mike Tyson, Lavelle Crawford, who's another comedian. Who yeah, I, who, what scene was that? Because he you came were, down the chimney. You were saying, oh, all right, so let's talk about He the was LeVar. like black Santa Claus. Charlie Murphy, Paul Mooney, RIP. He was like a black Klansman. Uh, Gary Owen, the white dude. George Lopez, president. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yes. Snoop Dogg was a complete, completely did white face at the top of the movie, which, which would have been funny if it had more purpose. It was just like, is that Snoop? And, and and by the time you realize it was Snoop, it was the scene was over. Perez Hilton, what did you just need to check? Tiny or Minnie, as Ben calls her, and then Michael Blackson, uh, along with a bunch of other people. And you know, Michael Blackson does his whole like African accent thing and plays into like every African stereotype. Ay yeah yeah. Okay, keep going. Well, yeah, I I didn't know every time that every character sh- showed up, you're like, oh, I know exactly who that was. So let's talk about. Well, the- one, I'm black, and two, I'm a comedian. So yeah, that, that's there's, true. There's a level of I should know who these people you should. are. And you're married to me, so you should know who these people I, are. But we know which is talk about why right we're now. doing this podcast to an extent, <sighs> right? I, yeah. So I, that you can. So this so this whole podcast is to serve you your knowledge of black culture. Oh, it hurts, man. Well, 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 no, because this is what I'll bring to the show. So the original purge is really this sociological um, study on people sort of getting out the desire to be violent. That's the original purge. Okay. Where in this film, Meet the Blacks, the purge is an opportunity for you to exact revenge on people who owe you money. And or just kill black people for because they're or, black. Or yeah, or or just do that. And I think that commentary on like the difference, it's pretty unique. I feel like there is something going on here. But I, I kept thinking throughout this movie, like, man, who have I really fucked over who would come and fucking find me during a purge? Oh, like, that's fun. Right? I would I would probably purge this uh person who just sold me a bathing suit on Etsy. And will not refund me, even though this shit looks like trash. You would murder skin. them? No, you know I, I won't even at them on Instagram. And you drag won't them. even at them. Of course, I wouldn't kill them. But I'm just saying, if I if I could, you know, take that blow dart out. I would. Oh, there is, yeah. So of course, Michael, Michael Blackson, Blackson is playing. Is uh, walking around with a, a blow dart, and because he's African, yeah, and they make several Ebola jokes. It, it just got out of fucking hand. So, yeah, but all of them have the thing that. Let's, uh, I, usually we do a size segment. I mean, the whole movie is a fucking size, so we'll talk about something that we do like. But every single character had a fairly legitimate reason mm-hmm. to hate Carl Black. And Michael Blackson's reason is that he, he, is, uh, he serves people notice. And like as he was serving notice to Carl, Carl Which is Black. literally just his job to serve in papers. Carl Black was a fucking jerk to him. And was being incredibly rude and disrespectful. And so every motivation that these people have that want to kill Carl Black, Carl Black sounds, uh, to an extent, is legitimate. 
Well, I think this movie does a really good, and probably without them meaning to, this movie debunks the myth of like black on black crime. Because every, because you know, people love to say like, black people kill black people too, which is true, but black people don't kill black people because they are black. So every black character trying to kill Carl Black had a reason. It was like, you stole from me, you took from my family, you tried to beat me up when I tried to serve you papers. Every it's really white hard person, to be your parole officer. Carl Black has a parole officer. Of course for, he does. For some reason, I don't know. Because he allegedly served time, who knows? Um, also, I don't know. I, I was fully expecting his wife to come back from the dead because it just got so ridiculous because at some point they mentioned that his ex-wife had died. That's the, the mother of his kids and they don't really grieve her loss at all. It's it's she's she's just an afterthought. I'm sure she was a great woman. I'm sorry. I got a the best line in the movie is like Lorena, who's the stepmom, is trying to connect with the kids. And at one point she tells the little kid uh, what I wrote it down. She tells the son, Car- Carl's Jr. Carl's. Uh, your mother loved you, and and I can stand being around you. Yeah, but even Ben delivering the joke now sounded better it's, than she did. She yeah. she didn't deliver. I feel like she read the line and didn't know how to deliver it because it still didn't punch. Like if I didn't have the caption, I wouldn't have. That line probably wouldn't have stood out to me. Uh, yeah, she's beautiful though. Yeah, but. she's she's great. There there were some like pretty fun moments. Uh, for example, like uh, Carl. Carl Black has this whole scene. He like, after he kills Freeze or after his daughter kills Freeze, he says, you know, even in a purge, a black man is going to get charged. Like, oh, yes, that was funny. They were like, Dad, it's a purge. It's okay if you kill him tonight. And he's like, oh, no, I'm still going to catch a charge. Purge or no purge. I'm black. Like all of those jokes were were pretty great. I, I think if you were to experience this movie, I would like look up like, Chuck Murphy and Mike oh, Epstein okay. from uh, from Meet the Blacks because there's a lot of fun lines. Like at one point, Chuck Murphy says to Michael Epps, uh, "Not Michael, cut your oh fucking my god, you're go- fucking up everybody's names. Go ahead. I will cut your fucking goatee off. Like there's they're just going like, bantering. I will cut your fucking goatee. <laughs> like that was so funny. It's just like as a whole, it was not yeah. cohesive. Like even like Ben, why was the movie even named fucking Meet the Blacks? Like we did not meet the Blacks. We saw the Blacks run around the house and accidentally tr- either kill people or try not to kill people, but we didn't meet them. Like when I think meet, I, I think. Meet the parents or meet the Fockers. Like we did not get to know this family intimately. Like we just saw a bunch of shenanigans in the form of a variety sketch show. I'm that's really that's it. I mean, I think you summarized it. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I mean Yeah. Wait, I do have a couple of things to talk about, but I'm gonna talk about them after we take a quick break. You know what helps me get through a really shit movie? A really soft, comfy pair of lips. Le- ben, oh, I'm doing the ad. Get the fuck out of here. Get Gucci too. <laughs> I'm keeping this. Rome Loud. Please shop RomeLoud.com. Use the promo code HOTMESS15 to get 15% off of leggings. You can wear them when you're filming your podcast and being interrupted by your partners and your lovable dog. So shop RomeLoud.com. Support a black girl business and sit comfy. Watch shit movies. Let's get back to the show. So. As you know, we're going to be watching Meet the Blacks too soon. And I want to talk just really quickly about something I want to see that I probably, I do not trust this director to do well. I want justice for Ming, the nail tech who did not get her $100. She also made a threat as she was being 
forcibly removed from the black home saying like, and that's why my people going to get y'all tonight at the purge, blah, 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 blah. Her people were nowhere to be found. I don't know what happened, but I want Ming to exact her revenge. Literally all these other people whose stories we did not see exacted their revenge. Like, um, oh, what's that comedian's name? Uh, he has the beautiful eyes and they, and they made mention of that. Uh, he was like the repo man for him. Oh yeah. And he ends up like getting blown Which up. Which was in another lie. Another lie that Carl said. He said that he, he owned the car that he bought outright. So let's let's go over all of Carl's transgressions really quickly. He stole money from a drug dealer who was incarcerated. He uh, didn't pay the clown. He was a horrible. Uh, he had a parole officer that he didn't do right to the point that the parole officer got fired. He uh, put a restraining order out on Sharonda, who was probably just an ex lover or someone he ghosted, and she just wanted to know why. Um, I think I think it's also hinted that. He has had kids with her. Yes. Yes. Because he calls her a baby mama, but it's just like, of your children? Are you are you talking to the mother of your child like that? He probably killed his wife. Like, I'm just going to just <laughs> conclude that, like, the wife is mysteriously dead and the kids are just okay with it. He probably killed his wife, right? Yeah. Because um, he's been to jail for something. He was rude to the, the what do you call that job when you serve people? Like, uh, serve them notice? Yeah, I... I don't know. It's just like you've been served, that person. There's literally a whole show about it called like You Got Served? The yeah. movie. Oh, no, <laughs> not that. Not, there's there's a there's a show about just I like, just rewrote a sketch in my brain instead of a dance movie, you got served. It's just it's like people, people aggressively like serving you papers. Shit. There, there's a show. Shit. If you remember the show, like write it in the in our comment section of TikTok or whatever. So he did all that, and then Ming still didn't get justice. So what the fuck? Yeah, he stole money from her. Yeah, it, he literally stole. He's, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, and I was waiting for him to get purged, or I was waiting for one bloody scene where he's like holding the hand of his wife as he like slowly dies or whatever. But that did not happen. I love Mike Epps, but I don't know this. This movie was like, why did you take this role? Like you've done so many like Friday after next, like you've done so many of these you've done fighting temptations. Like he's in that new show with Wanda Sykes, the Upshaws. Yeah. I actually heard that was really good. Yeah, me too. I've heard some really good reviews about that. So Mike Epps, I don't know. I get it. Sometimes we need a check, but this, this was not it for him. I mean, but even like the whole Mike Tyson, Mike Epps battle is really fun to watch. Like there, there, there's a whole, Oh yeah. There's a whole scene where he's like talking to Cronut, which is just a great fucking name to begin with. And, and Cronut's letting him know that key flow is out of jail and Cronut's just going on and on how key flow has like been exacting revenge on all these people, like killing grandmas and daughters <laughs> and slowly Mike's at, Mike Epps is like, Oh shit. You know, there are like moments of it that are really funny, but literally I, at one point, Amber, we, we were watching it and like 30 minutes into the movie, you were like, and this is where I would have started the movie. Right. And I was so, like, I was like, pause. They should have started here. Cause everything else didn't make any sense. They didn't do any callbacks. So yeah. what was the point of having that scene with Ming? But there was one callback where um, Cronut sort of fucks with the 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 vehicle so that <laughs> the vehicle would blow up in Cronut's face and so he would have the front of his body looking in his words like Kunta Kente's back. Oh my god. Which it is was just so like bad. just like so... a terror and then <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot and then he's that. like, then we can get money and I can be rich. Like Cronut's a fucking idiot. 
But what happens is that one of the people trying to purge the family much later in the film ends up like burning to death. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, that's like the only callback. There, there are some movies that are like this that I like. Like back in the day, I liked those goofy ass, like scary movie Wayans brother mm, prototypes. Soul Plane. I think so you, I you loved Soul, Soul Plane. Plane. It, it like is this. so bad. The first time I saw it was on bootleg as I was getting my hair braided in someone's <laughs> kitchen, which I think is the only way to fucking watch it. And I could still watch Soul Plane. Highly problematic. Yes, they literally have like an Osama bin Laden character on the plane who's a Muslim person. It's just like this is so bad. It's cringy, but I could still sit through this. But there were some parts of this Meet the Blacks. I was like, wow, we are hustling. Like even this kid's vampire skills did not come in handy. Like I was like, oh, this kid is going to know how people get out of scary movies because he's a vampire. And he sort of started a little bit of that at one point. And then he was like, no, I don't know it. And and Big Carl was like, I'm going to just whoop you since you don't know it. It's like, what? Well, well, no, I mean, that scene was sort of funny where they're, I mean, the whole movie's them just trying to escape. But at one point, they're like, you know, scary movies, Carl's Jr. And he's like, so he's summarizing all the scary movies. But he's like, oh, but at the end of all these scary movies, everyone dies. So we're basically just screwed. I mean, that was sort of, I think, the gist of. Was it? Him. Why have a kid that loves vampires if one of those skills didn't come in handy? Yeah, his vampire skills. Did and not he has come a in freaking handy. drone helicopter thing. It's he like, does. oh, he's probably going to use this drone helicopter thing to shoot people and save his life. No. He also has like, he also has this little like uh, vehicle that drives around that shouts "punk ass alert." Punk ass alert, punk ass. Right. So why? So not one of the characters that broke into their house stepped on that. Yeah, like a Home Alone situation. Like that poor engineer robotics team member that made that for one scene. <laughs> the movie, the movie sucks. If you had to give it a, a Rotten Tomato score, what would it be? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't like Rotten Tomatoes. I would give it like don't watch. Like watch part. I would say watch funny clips of it on one YouTube. out of five stars. What would you give? One it? star. But yeah. Here's, here's the thing. There are elements of this film that are so meme worthy, or they're so very that they're 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 great to like respond to, right? Or to have as a background for a video. Uh, but I want to go back to what you were saying, where you're like, okay, start the movie here, because in my mind, I think you're a fabulous director and you're a fabulous editor. And it was really Maybe. fun. Yeah, it was fun to watch a terrible, shitty movie and be like, oh, damn, if you gave Amber $900,000 to make a film. Are you kidding? She would, you would fucking kill it. If you gave right? me 90 bucks, I would, I would have came up with something better than that. Yeah. We just know. And you would have helped me edit it. You're yeah. a pretty good editor as well. Well, thank you. But anyway. You know, I think this movie is uh, one of the best because me and Ben finally agree on something. I'm sorry to the Apple podcast person that wrote that this is a yin yang duo. We are very, you know, 10 toes down about how we feel about this, but I am slightly excited to see Cat Williams in the second movie. Um, and also at the end of this movie, Charlie Murphy, who is, you know, deceased will not be in the second one. And so at the end of this first movie, it sort of hinted at the fact that he was not dead. So yeah, I, he literally opens up his eyes and says, I'm alive. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> they, they dropped a subtle hint that Charlie Murphy was, but it's so fucked. It's so f- sick and twisted that Charlie Murphy is very dead, and I don't know how they're going to uh, 
carry off the mm-hmm. second half. I just want one day for Eddie Murphy to be like, no, it's me, Charlie, or something. Yeah. But it's probably too like, motherfucker, I'm still grieving the loss of my brother. Like, fuck y'all. But uh, yeah, with that being said, Ben, why don't you warp up the show? <laughs> In conclusion, don't watch this movie. Just watch <laughs> scenes from it on YouTube, like the two-minute clips. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about Meet the Flex 2, which is going to be discussing Dr. Mama Waldi, uh, who, if you watched our episode on Blackula, go check out Blackula as well and listen to our episode and then also go watch Meet the Flex 2 because there is some Blackula play. So I'm very excited for Meet the Flex 2. And that's it. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side. Next week for episode 40, just like Ben said, we're going to be watching Meet the Blacks 2. It drops on June 11th, so you got plenty of time to watch it. And Cat Williams is going to be joining us for this movie. So watch another dumb black movie with us. Get high, get your drink on, and check it out. We will see y'all next time for the show. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.